I am going to start here. Right now as we speak, and I'm going to use a CNN piece. Headline, situation becoming dire at U.S. airbase in Germany housing approximately 2,000 pregnant Afghan refugees. Now, I'd like to know when these women got pregnant. Did they get pregnant while at Ramstein? Or they just, did they just happen to be pregnant when they were boarded on C-17s, perhaps unvetted? Have they been vaccinated? I don't know. It says the task of accommodating 10,000 Afghan refugees, including approximately 2,000 pregnant women, is putting facilities at Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany under tremendous strain as nighttime temperatures drop towards freezing in what was meant to be a 10-day temporary stay stretching into weeks with one U.S. source familiar with the situation describing it as becoming dire. Already, 22 babies have been born to Afghan mothers at Ramstein, and that number will rise very soon, with roughly two-thirds of the 3,000 women being housed there pregnant, requiring the time and effort of medical personnel from Ramstein and other bases to U.S. sources familiar with the situation told CNN. Now, do we consider this U.S. soil a military base in, in Germany? I mean, after all, John McCain was born at a naval base in the Panama Canal, thus qualifying him to run for president. That was actually a concern. So does this, does this mean that anybody who manages to get pregnant while at Ramstein is automatically now birthing an American citizen and we can't even question their new citizenship? And then buried way at the bottom of the piece, it says few of any, any Afghans have much more than a set of clothing, let alone a copy of their vaccination records. So we have no idea if these people are vaccinated. Are they going to be vaccinated? Are they going to vaccinate pregnant women if it's so safe? We're not going to be told the truth here. That's not how this works. Now, Pramila Jayapal, who chairs the Progressive Caucus in the House of Representatives, Went on with Jake Tapper this weekend, and I happen to be flipping the channels. I don't normally watch CNN, certainly not on a Sunday morning, when I'm getting my first cup of coffee. But she went on to talk about her life story, how she came here at 16 years old with nothing in her pocket, but managed to go to college, graduate school, and now is a member of Congress and the first Southeast Asian woman to be elected to Congress to sit with the President of the United States. And for that, we have to give the American dream to every single human being on Earth. Now, what she didn't tell Mr. Tapper was, who paid for her to go to college? Who paid for her? If she came here with literally nothing at 16 and got herself into college, who paid for it? Well, probably you and I. Play cut eight. I said, Mr. President, I want to tell you why this is so important. And I told the story, Jake, of coming to this country at 16 years old. My parents had nothing in their pockets. They sent me alone. I arrived here alone with nothing in my pockets. From where? From India. Because my parents, for whatever reason, believed that America was the place where I was going to be able to have a different kind of a life, an opportunity. And I did. I went to college. I went to graduate school. And then I went from nothing in my pockets at 16 by myself to actually sitting in the Oval Office with the president as the first South Asian American woman in the house. 
And I said that I had the American dream. We have to be able to deliver the American dream for everyone. For everyone? For everyone. Every single human being on earth, that's everyone, is entitled to live the American dream in the United States. That's everyone. That's not some people. That's not people that come here as legal immigrants. That's not people who are Afghan interpreters who work side by side with our military. That's everyone. Everyone, we have to give the American dream to everyone. Now, what is that American dream going to look like? What are you going to have left for yourself after we've given this American dream to everyone? Now, we're not allowed to talk about this nasty replacement theory thing, but there is a truth here. More than one thing can be true. We could look at someone that comes to this country with nothing in their back pocket and make a success of themselves and say, wow, that's, that's something special. That's what, you know, America, that's what America's all about. You can make it on your own. On the other side of that, it's also true that if she came here with nothing and went to college for free, there's some American citizen who did not get to sit in that seat whose family may have been paying taxes their whole life or may have served in our military or may have lost someone in war. We're talking about when she was 16 or 17 or 18. That's the truth. The American dream doesn't grow on trees. The American dream does not fall from the sky. The government does not have divine resources. The only thing a government has, the only thing our government has, are the taxes we pay and some tariffs we collect, which are also taxes. The only thing the government has is taxes. If it borrows money, it puts the people in debt. If it prints money, it is backdoor taxing the people because it is making their savings worth less and every dollar in circulation buys less. The government cannot divine a resource. The government cannot expand the money supply and say, now we have more money. The government cannot borrow money and say, now we have more money. We don't have more money. At the end of the day, we only have what the government can collect in taxes. So how do we afford this gift to the world? The gift of the American dream to everyone. Andrew, you're focusing too much. No, I'm not. The Democrats have dedicated themselves to the open border. And even though we know now that it is a lie, it's a lie. There were no Border Patrol agents whipping migrants. Not at all. It's a lie. The man who took the pictures and the video said there was no whipping. It's a false story. But it's being used right now as the excuse to import and grant citizenship to an unlimited number of people coming in from Haiti. If you don't believe that, CubeCut 6 Listen to the Secretary of Homeland Security. 12,000 Haitians have already disappeared into the dead of night because of this fake story. Cut six. To answer my question directly, of the 17,400 
that weren't deported back or didn't return on their own to Mexico, how many of them either, ha well, first, how many have been released into the U.S.? Uh, they're released on conditions, yes. and, and uh, approximately, I think it's about 10,000 or so, 12,000. Have been released? Yes. And of the 5,000 that are still in process? We will uh, make determinations whether they will be uh, returned uh, to uh, Haiti uh, based on our public health and public interest uh, authorities. So are we talking about a total of 12,000 or could it be even higher? It could, it could be even higher. The number that are returned could be even higher. What we do is we follow the law as Congress has passed it. So we don't know. They're being released on condition. We have 20, 30, 40 million. We don't know how many illegals are in this country. We've got 2,000 pregnant women in the hopper over in Ramstein. We've got an untold number of Afghan evacuees coming to the United States. And the Democrats will tell you with a straight face that every single human being has the right, they have the right to file an asylum claim. What is that right predicated on? I'll make this easy on you. I keep offering. Make an ass out of me. You, you show me this right, this unalienable right, this suicide note that we wrote that says every human being on planet Earth has an unalienable right to file an asylum claim. Because then my next question is going to be, well, then what is the Second Amendment? What is the First Amendment? What is the Second Amendment? What is the Tenth Amendment? What are the Bill of Rights? How could a non-citizen retain an inalienable right while a citizen's rights are negotiable? Now, I know what you're going to say. I've already broken down your argument. Well, there's no threat. There's no threat. These people are fleeing poverty and violence. Gun violence is killing Americans. Well, first of all, the Second Amendment is not killing Americans. It's illegal acquisition and use of firearms that are creating crime rates in major metropolitan cities. But that's irrelevant. The non-citizen the non and the citizen have to be distinct. What you may not like about the rights of the citizen, what you may fear or think needs to be augmented is irrelevant. We have non-citizens and citizens. The non-citizen cannot have an inalienable right in the United States that is placed above the rights of the citizen. That cannot happen. That cannot be. The Constitution makes no provision of that. As a matter of fact, let me say this now. I'm going to open up my Twitter feed. Okay, here we go. Nobody at my Twitter feed. Hear me say it. We need a constitutional amendment. If there is ever an Article 5 convention, we need a constitutional amendment that bars the Senate and undoes any international agreement, treaty or otherwise, that runs afoul of our Constitution. So Article 4, Section 4, promises every state in the Union a Republican form of government and protection from invasion. No international agreement, no international agreement should be allowed to supersede Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution. The Senate shall be barred going forward from making any treaty, ratifying any treaty, 
considering any treaty that overrides any provision of the Constitution. What do I mean by that? Well, right now, the Paris Climate Accord. Paris Climate Accord is not a treaty. It's not been ratified in the Senate. But the Senate should not be able to ratify any treaty that runs afoul of our Constitution. If there was an international treaty that was going to, let's say, include a component that involved gun bans, well, the Second Amendment says clearly, the right of the people to keep and bear up shall not be infringed. The idea that the Senate could go ahead and ratify a treaty with Democrats in charge that would allow the U.S. to agree to a domestic gun law that is opposed by the Second Amendment, we needed an amendment to the Constitution that would prevent that. And by the way, that's exactly why the League of Nations was rejected during Woodrow Wilson's term. Henry Cabot Lodge and others knew that what Wilson was attempting to do was circumvent the legislative process, at least in the House of Representatives. And we see this right now. We look at the use of emergency powers that have not been sunset, that have not been sunsetted, excuse me. Right now, we have executives, mayors, governors, and the president of the United States who are enacting laws absent of the legislative process that is not allowed under Article 4, Section 4, a Republican form of government. If you read Article 1, all powers, all legislative powers are vested in a Congress of the United States. There is no provision for the executive branch to make law. And yet we hear it, federal agencies. OSHA is promulgating regulation after regulation after regulation. The CDC has gotten involved in rental contracts and is preparing regulations on gun control. The executive branch is not permitted to do this by the Constitution. Stop me when I'm wrong, when I'm incorrect. All legislative, not some legislative, all legislative. Congress may not grant its powers to other branches of government, meaning the Congress cannot say, well, we're just going to let the Supreme Court decide this, and then that will be the law, Roe v. Wade. The Democrats now are threatening to pass a national abortion law. Okay, let's see them try it. But the Supreme Court is not granted a shared power with the legislative branch. The executive branch is not granted a shared power with the legislative branch either. Try to imagine this, if that's the case. Congress declares war, but then declares that Congress will act as a democratic body usurping the authority of the commander-in-chief, meaning Congress will declare war, but then Congress will conduct the war. That is unconstitutional and illegal. Congress has the power to declare war. The president becomes commander-in-chief. That's the Constitution. That's the law. It's not a suggestion. It's the law. Amnesty is not backdoor immigration. 
Refugee status is not backdoor immigration. Courts cannot grant these things, and the president cannot grant these things. If we're going to say, well, you know, Andrew, these are international, it's international law, is it? Who's going to enforce it? Who's going to enforce it? If the United States says, you know, this agreement we made after World War II, that the United States and other nations would be beacons of hope for refugees and asylum seekers, where we have narrowly defined refugee and asylum seeker. This has now become abusive in the form of thousands of people amassing under a bridge in Del Rio, Texas, and then all of a sudden just being released into the United States because why? Well, because they're refugees. Well, that's not how this works. We have not vetted these people, and we're not going to vet these people. The Democrats are abusing the system, and they're breaking the law. And it should be treated as such. Wyantic 695, Patriot 9572874. Don't stop me because you don't like what I'm saying. Stop me where I'm factually incorrect. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. But this is what we have happening now. We have the Democrats who are trying to negotiate open border agreements and agreements with foreign nations that will hinder our economy. Some of you like that, don't you? I'm thinking about like, hey, that'd be great, a great constitutional amendment. The First Amendment says Congress shall make no law establishing a religion. Congress shall make no law. There's nothing that would prevent a constitutional amendment to reign in the powers of the United States Senate to make a treaty. If that treaty is going to override the Constitution, the, the, a treaty cannot override the Constitution. If it does, then we don't have a Constitution. The idea that the Senate and the President would collude with foreign nations to circumvent the will of the House of Representatives is not legal. Because then that, that would be legislative authority that is absent of the House of Representative House of Representatives. So we need a constitutional amendment right now that bars the Senate from any making any agreement and undoes any agreement that supersedes our constitution. Again, the Democrats want you to believe right now that you do not have the right to keep and bear arms. You don't have this. You're getting the Second Amendment wrong. And they must rein it in. Conversely, the non-citizen has an inalienable right that we cannot question, which would make us a suicide nation. Because as Pramila Jayapal puts it, everyone is entitled to the American dream. That's everyone. And we must give it to them at our expense. Not questioning what will be, if everyone gets the American dream, what's going to be left for actual Americans? Or is everyone just an American? There are Americans and Americans in waiting, and that's it. Apparently, we can't bar our own door. We're not allowed to, according to the Democrats. How dare we? 
Wine Tick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. 